a basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones, oh baby, ooh Man, what's up? What's happening? You already know who it is. It's your boy Q Walker, aka Nephew Q, with my boy KJ. And we back. We got some new digs this season for season two of our NBA weekly recap show. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to wait for the season to kick off a little bit before we get into everything. I'm pretty sure Keezy got a lot of, you know, he want to get into. He wants to, you know, talk about how great LeBron has been all season long, right? Nope. I want to talk about how you've been pushing off and the refs ain't been calling it, but I'm not going to say all that though because people say I'm being petty and all that. But anyways, go ahead. That, that's neither here nor there at this Correct. point. Correct. Because like I told you before the show started, he's allowed to create space. <laughs> right. He's allowed to create space. Right. It just so happens that he's just so big that people bounce off of him. Right. And it right. looks right. like he's His pushing. His arm is just out like that a lot. You know, special effects on TV. Yeah, see, because he's getting a little bit older, he can't get around defenders as easy. So it looks like he's been doing a lot of this, you know what I'm saying, to create that space you was talking about, which he's allowed to do somehow. <laughs> Anyways. When you the GOAT, you can get away with things. Yeah. Go, GOAT do what GOAT things do. Nah. <laughs> yeah. We come eight, 18 seasons in this thing. We're going to go 5 for 11. But that's neither here nor there. Before we get to the Is GOAT. Is that good? 5 for 11? 5 for 11 is better than none for none. Matter of fact, my, 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 guy, my guy perfect. Anyways, <laughs> so he's six for six. Anyway, though, know it's a new you. season. You know what I'm saying? It's all, that's, all, that's old news. That's, that's old news. That's back here in the past. That don't mean shit, though, man. That's, that's, that don't mean But we're not going to do that today. No, we're going to do that. We're going to do that today, man. Let's start off, kick it off with the free agency, man. Let's talk about some some fresh faces in new places. Uh, let's start off, man. Let's see who we, who we got here. We got my guy, your guy. CP3, who is now with the Phoenix Suns so down there. Overrated. With, with, oh, he's overrated? Yeah. Well, well hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that yeah, in a second. Ahead, yeah, we, you know, he's down there with DeAndre Ayton. Uh, that last I got Devin Booker. Booker. He ain't gonna be there too much Fresh longer. Killer, nah, he's out of there. <laughs> he ain't yeah. gonna be there too much longer, anyways, either. So, man, what you think about Chris Powell being there, in, being down there in Phoenix? I mean, I think it's a good move. You know, it'd be similar to what they did at OKC last year. I think. But, you think so? Yeah. I mean, they might get to. Six seed, seven seed, something like that. But at the beginning of the season, they was they they had the uh, best record in the West. Beginning, like the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did first couple weeks. First yeah. couple weeks of the season, they had. But man, I'm like you. I'm really, I'm really interested to see what he can do with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I just hate that this took place so late in Chris Paul's career where he's able to play with two caliber players like that. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Uh, a guy who can space the floor in Devin Booker. When you have a point guard like Chris Paul, that's 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 all you ask for is a guy who can create space. Yeah, just, you know, just yeah. Devin Booker's definitely going to get buckets. So, as, as a natural born point guard, think about it like this, and I hate bringing this back up. LeBron, mm -hmm. he, he what does he always need? Shooters. Yes. Perfect for Chris Paul. He needs uh -huh. shooters, but like I said, it's just too late in his career. And then you know, if all else fails, double down there to DeAndre Ayton. Let him do what he do. Let him get fucked. Let him, let him do what yeah. he do. So you said you you. Well, we'll get to the season now. Look a little bit later. Yeah. But anyway, we got another fresh face in the new place. This is my guy, Montrez, the monster hero who signs with my LA Lakers. So this this one surprised me, and I'm sure the rest of the world more than. More than anybody, anything. yeah. Because I thought he was gonna get a contract and get some real money out there. Mm -hmm. What he get two years, nineteen million or something like yeah, that? Yeah, quote unquote chump change. He did chump change for yeah, them, yeah, for them, yeah, for them chump change. And I was just so surprised. I mean, he still he stayed in the same building. He had to change his, his zip Nothing. code, area code. Nothing. Nothing. Mm -mm, none of that. And he went to their. It's it's a rivalry. Now. It's not a rivalry. It is. And he went to. He just crisscrossed and joined the. The bad guys, so pretty much. Them all that. How do you win two games and then it's a rivalry? It's always gonna be as long as long as LeBron's on the like. Is Louisville Kentucky a rivalry? Yes. As long he as don't be dead. <laughs> as long as LeBron's on the Lakers and the Clippers got Kawhi and Paul George, it's gonna be a rivalry because they the biggest name. They the biggest names in the game. How they not gonna make it a rivalry? It's gonna be it's gonna be on TV every time they play. Right. It's gonna be the premier game every time they play. Show sure enough. They're gonna talk about them every show, every right, time right. they play. Right, right, right. So it's a rivalry. No, it's there not. it goes. A rivalry is It's a, a new rivalry. How no, the hell is it a new damn rivalry when LA can't even make it a rivalry? When the Clippers can't make it a rivalry. It's not a rivalry until the other team beats them. 
Last time I checked, the Clippers ain't beat the Lakers. Bro, it's, the it's only been one season. Right, guy, it's it. only been one season. That's not my Lakers' fault. It's not the Clippers' fault either. Yeah, it is. Draft no, better. It's not. Get, no, some, it's get not. some free agents in there, and then you know we can talk. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, they and what y'all was saying last year when y'all was crying about? Oh man, the Clippers <laughs> got all the moves. They made all the moves. I was I stood pat with my Lakers. Mm-hmm. I, I told you, you know, Paul George and Kawhi can <laughs> be trusted, and it turned out to be true. Y'all better listen to Houston Thomas. Houston Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Houston Thomas. <laughs> better listen to me, man. Speaking of your Clippers, uh-huh. another fresh face in a new place is your guy Serge Ibaka, who came over from the Toronto Raptors. I guess he he plans on filling that big man void the for the uh, North for the LA Clippers, man. What, what's your thoughts on Serge playing for the Clippers? I mean, I mean, it's, it's they got to get somebody, yeah, to fill in for for Montrez. I mean, but that's why it's not a rapper. I mean, they, it's pretty much been a wash, though. What do you mean, as far as Trez? As far as Trez and, okay, and okay, Serge, yeah. I mean, I think Serge might be able to do a little bit more for them anyways to be able to stretch the floor out a little bit, but... It's not going to matter when they play the Lakers, though. Probably not, but... Yeah. Now, wait till we put Marcus Alvin in that game. Put that weight on him. Marcus Alvin. I thought you was about to really bring up something. <laughs> Marcus Alvin. Wait till we put Marcus on this game. Put that weight on him. Let him know what's up. But now, nah, uh, like you said, you know, Trez can stretch the floor a little bit. You know what I'm saying, but... I mean, not Trez, Serge Ibaka, but it's not going to be enough to where the Lakers really have to worry about. No, it's not going to put either one of them over over the top. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's not it's, like they're getting a big advantage. It's, it's not like, oh, they got Serge Ibaka, man. You, oh, man. I was worried when the Clippers lost Montrez. I think everybody was. Yeah. I think everybody was. But Serge Ibaka's averaging 12 points, almost seven rebounds in the block. Montrez averaging 13.7 rebounds. So like you said, it's, a, it's so a wash. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Oh. And I bet, and I think Serge Ibaka is probably a little bit better on defense. That's what I was about to allude to. Yeah. What about defensively? Do you so, think the Lakers? I mean, the Lakers, the Clippers, upgraded defensively over having Trey? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, because Serge ain't like Serge is 24, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, ain't Serge injury prone? Ain't he always injured somewhere, somehow, somewhere? Yeah, he's always Yeah, so Trez is going to be there, so we're not worried about that. And then, you know, worst comes to worst, if they won't fight on the court, I'm going to take Trez over Serge Ibaka, but that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I I might take Serge. Man, Serge just just got them arms. That's it. That's it. You know what? No, you know what? You're right. He's from what, Congo? Congo. Yeah, you know, he, he fight he, to the death. Yeah, he lions. Yeah, and, he don't care. Yeah, he's got that hunt antelope mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, no, you, you, yeah, yeah, you might get that. But anyway, man, Lakers and Clippers, it seems like a lot of the moves is based off the team, the players on their rosters. Uh-huh. The next guy. So, face, before, oh, okay. before we talk about this guy. Okay. The main thing I kept harping on, and a lot of people kept saying, the one thing the Clippers need to take them over the edge yes. is a real point guard. Yes, they got one. So I was like, I know that they're going to get my guy Rondo. It was looking that way. I know they're going to get Rondo. It was looking that way. All sides pointed to their way. And then Rajon Rondo ends up doing this. <laughs> he ends up heading down south to the dirty, dirty. He goes to the Atlanta Hawks. I was I was flabbergasted. Uh Discombobulated. Don't doubt that. Founded. All of it. I feel like we've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> and led astray. All of that. But um, I don't know if you saw his interview on uh, All the Smoke podcast with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. He talked about why he chose Atlanta. And he said that it wasn't the money. It said He said that it's because it's later in his career, he wanted to be closer to home, which is Louisville, Kentucky. So playing in Atlanta gave him the opportunity to be quote unquote closer. This, this is his words, not mine. This is his words, not mine. It gave him the opportunity to be closer to home. That was his. But I'm like, well, hell, why don't you just sign with the Pacers? Yeah, why don't you sign with the Pacers? Up? Pacers is right there. Be an assistant coach on Coach Calipari's staff or something. But go up to Freedom Hall. I'm just saying, if it, if it was really about you know being close to home, not that I say I'm not taking his word for it. Then what? Indiana Pacers is what maybe two hours, a three hour drive from Louisville. So you can get back and forth easy. But the Atlanta Hawks roster is also, you know, they got uh, Cam Reddish, your guy from Duke. Uh, they got, you know, Trey Iceberg Trey. They got Clint Capella. So they're trying to build something there. So it looks more John appealing Collins, than John, John Collins. Yeah, John Collins. Uh, uh, they signed Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot all about that. So Rondo does, he does know we got airplanes now, right? I don't think he knows that yet. I think because you can pretty much get wherever you need to go in a matter of hours. So you're saying, anyway, so you're saying he's bullshit and he just ain't going to sound like <laughs> That's what it sounds you know, like. I mean, I guess you're close to home, but you can hop on a bird and get wherever you need to go. So basically, you're saying he's just, he was just full of shit and he really just didn't want to sign with the Clippers. I guess. He could have said that. He could have said, I didn't want to sign with him. I, I don't blame him, though, because you got Pat, Pat Bell, Kawhi, 
Paul George, the new head coach, Ty Lue. So who are you really depending on on that team to be your quote unquote, your LeBron or your KG, the players that he's played with that are all time greats? Who, who on that team is that guy that he can bounce stuff off of? Not saying Kawhi doesn't have a huge basketball IQ, but who is that leader outside of him? Because if, if Rondo, let's say for instance, Rondo's been known to be injury prone, he goes down, who is going to be the leader of that team? Rondo can still be the leader. He might not be on the court, but he can still be the leader of the nah. team, though. Mm-hmm. Rondo ain't trying to do this. Man, he's, he's always coaching from the bench. Every time he get hurt, he always got a suit on and a cast on his hands. He always got <laughs> to point everything around. Everything around. Yeah. Uh, man. Well, yeah, um, but we'll, we'll get to the Atlanta Hawks a little bit later. A couple more fresh faces in new places. You got Doc Rivers up there in Philly uh, with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry. Now he's hooping. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Uh... I mean, my thoughts is they got Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons still, so they still the same team to me. So. Seventy six is going seventy six. Yep. But what about this this news when it came through? Drew Holiday got traded for the from the New Orleans Pelicans up to, up top to the Milwaukee Bucks. What does this do for Milwaukee? So when I thought they was gonna get Drew Holiday and Bogdanovich, I was like, Ooh, oh hell yeah, ooh. Oh, hell. They got something going now. At that point, his finals are bust. Yeah, but when the Bogdanovich thing fell through, I was like, well. They upgraded the point guard, so that was it. Yeah, that, that was it. Uh, two two more questions I want to ask you real quick before we get off the free agency and trades. Uh, well, before we go to the trades, the the surge thing you, you talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be enough to put them over the top for the Lakers to beat the Lakers in the playoffs? No, because the Lakers the Lakers got so much. They lost a lot of size. Right. I, I I am going to say I think Javale McGee and Dwight Howard is going to hurt them. Uh, I think so too. It's I think it's going to hurt them more than people realize. Yeah, it'll, I think it'll hurt them in the playoffs. Um, but they got Wes Matthews. They got Dennis uh, Schroeder. Right. I mean, they... Marcus All. They got Marcus All. They got Trez. I mean, they pretty much cleaned up free agency. No, we did. We, we did. Yeah. If the Lakers won anything, they won free agency. Again, that. that's two years in a row. Two years in a row. <laughs> I can't wait for my guy to become an owner because it's going to be championship after championship. Not like your guy who's the owner. No, 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 no. See, because... When you go from playing, when you're playing and you're the best player on the court, uh-huh. and then you go up in the box, but uh-huh. you expect somebody else to be the best player on the court uh-huh. and to do things the way you were done on the court, and they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Jerry West has done an excellent job of being a great GM. Man, he's done okay. What? He built the Lakers in the 70s and 80s. What do you mean he did? And then he got Shaq there and Kobe. He drafted Kobe Bryant. Pat Riley did all that. This guy heard. Pat Riley wasn't even with the Lakers in the 90s. He was with the Knicks and the Heat. So how did he do that? What happened in the nineties with the Lakers? They drafted. I mean, they drafted Kobe Bryant and traded for Shaq. They did two things, <laughs> <laughs> but those two things set them up for what? A great run in the early two thousands. Jerry, Jerry West, GM of the century. GM he of the had to decade. come up with somebody. Typical LeBron fan. They got to come up with why some we, kind of silver lining somewhere. Why? What's the, what the hell LeBron got? Anyways, what's Jerry next West? on the list? What's next? What the hell, man? So, anyways, let's talk about your other favorite player. Uh huh. Paul Raymond. George, I don't even know if that's his name. 13. After the season, he said, I'm coming back with vengeance. People saw weakness, and I had to address that. Uh, man, it's, it's not that we saw weakness, Paul George. It's just you were just horrible in the in the playoff bubble, man. Um, Correct. That game seven against the Denver Nuggets, you had it was seven points, I believe. Man, yeah, it's so it was bad. Seven, it was seven points. I think it was like two or 14 shooting. Hit the side of the backboard. I mean, what, what else can you do? But here's my thing with Paul George, man. I have no problem with, with regular season Paul. Regular season Paul is great to me. Mm-hmm. It's the playoff Paul that I have a tr- I have trouble with. People are like, oh, well, look at his numbers, man. He's averaging such and such, such, such in the playoffs, man. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But where is he at when it matters most? Mm-hmm. Where Where is he at when it counts? Again, I'll go to game seven of last year, the game where um, – when he was with OKC and, and Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook had 45 points and, and Paul George chipped in with a measly five points. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? So to combine, when if I say, man, combine, they score 50 points. You think it's 25 and 25, not 45 and five. Yeah, but no, when, no West, when Westbrook starts shooting, he's wet. He might, he might not ever touch the ball, though. How many shots did Paul George get? Six? I ain't got nothing to do with that. Get he up. got about six attempts, I believe. Get it off the glass, homie. Get, up, <laughs> get it off the glass, homie. <laughs> you want your points? Get it off the glass, homie. 
Yeah, uh, so, so let, me, let me see some stats real quick about yeah, Paul yeah, George. Yeah. What, what, Paul George. So Paul George between last year and this year, let's see, last year in the bubble, he was on 20 points per game, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, shooting 39% from the field. Um, 33% from, from three. That's not gonna cut it. No. That's not gonna cut. But this year he's cooking though. Mm-hmm. He's cooking. Twenty-four points per game, which is right around his average. Six rebounds, six assists, one steal, fifty uh, percent from three, and fifty-two percent from the field. So, like I said, during the regular season, I ain't got no problem with him. Exactly. I I, I compared Paul George to this guy, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is great during the regular season. Puts up numbers. Puts up stats. Come playoff time. Philip Rivers drops the ball, interceptions, costly fumbles, late. Paul George just doesn't show up late. Philip Rivers, Paul George, same damn person. Minus all the kids. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I think that Paul George just needs like one one good playoff run. He does. He to, does. To get like mentally to get himself over the hump. I agree. That could have happened and with the he, Lakers. Could happen with the Lakers. I mean, that could happen anytime. No, he, he, he didn't want to go with the Lakers, but you know, look where he's at now. Everybody don't want to go be on the Lakers. Everybody doesn't want to be on the Lakers. Everybody wants to play with LeBron. Clearly, they don't. Yeah, they do. They Ka- Kawhi didn't go play with him. How that end up? Paul George didn't go play with how'd him. How that end up? So I mean, how that clearly how'd, everybody how'd doesn't want to go. How did that turn out? Because if they wanted to go play with him, they would have had AD, how LeBron, did, and Kyrie didn't. Kyrie didn't want to play with him. How does that turn out for him too? That's different. That ain't different. He he thinks the earth is flat and stuff like that. That's he's. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, you know, when you don't want to play with the, with the goat, you see what happens. You see what happens. Huh? Yeah. You see the road with us or get rolled over. Mm-hmm. That's our season. Season 18. Road with us or get yeah, rolled over. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You dig? But anyways, let's talk about the headache trade. And what I mean by headache trade, uh, Russell Westbrook and Houston for Paul uh, for, for uh, John Wall, Wall and and, and uh, the Washington Wizards. I think. Um, Michael Shannon Sharp summed it up best. He said, "I trade you my toothache for a migraine." Yeah, I mean it's pretty much pointless. It's the same. It's the same thing. Same, same player, same guy. Big same huge time. contract. You're never gonna win with either one of them. No. You just trade one guy for another. I guess to make somebody happy on the team. I, I don't know. I, that that trade made. I get it. Russell Westbrook didn't want to be in Houston no more, so I get it. You had to get him out of there for somebody somewhere. Some- but you couldn't just, you know, trade him for a bag of peanuts and, you know, Fago pop. Mm-hmm. You had to get some kind of compensation for him. Because that contract was 40... 40 I think it was $44 million. Yeah. So you had to get something for him. And I guess the new GM down there wanted to get at least another name to bring back in. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being John Wall. Of course, they signed Bookie Cousins in the offseason as well. Um, but we'll talk about their trades and the, the new big three down in Houston that they got going on. But, but anyways, man, so Westbrook and Wall, it, it was a wash. But um, one guy I want to talk about is my light-skinned brethren, Wardell Stephen Curry Jr., man. Uh-huh. Last season, he only played five games, but in those five games, he averaged 20 points per game, five rebounds, six assists. And like I said, he didn't play much. He was injured and was out for the rest of the season. But this year, he's on his comeback trail. He's averaging 27 points, five rebounds, six assists, and that includes a 22-point comeback against the Clippers and then a 14-point fourth-quarter comeback against the Lakers. And, of course, he got Kelly Oubre. Mm-hmm. He Still got, got Andrew Wiggins. Still got Andrew Wiggins. He got Wiseman down low. He got Killer Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> and then, you know, Clay Thompson is out. So... Is this going to be the comeback season for Steph to for him to remind people of who he is? People need to put some respect on his name. Say, what? Well, hold on, before I let you cook, mm-hmm. what does he rank all-time point guards? Two, two MVPs, one unanimous MVP, three rings. Oh, you got two? No, you got three rings. Yeah, you got back to back with uh, KD and of course the one by himself. He's ahead of Chris Paul. I know that. Oh yeah, no, 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 without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, then, yeah. Would you put him second behind Magic? Got you know, or, or, or do you drop him some more? Put Isaiah up there ahead of him? I don't put Isaiah ahead of him. You don't. You just sound like you sound. See, and that's because of your guy. That's where they come from. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, no. Isaiah is definitely top five all time point guard. Okay, just not ahead of Steph Curry. No, because Steph is going to end up being a top. I say he'll probably end up finishing top twenty all time player. 
and I don't put Isaiah in the top. He he might be number twenty-seven. I put Isaiah top. I put Isaiah on the top still. Yeah, but but it's simple fact. Isaiah Thomas, along with you know uh, Joe Dumas, Dennis Rodman, John Sally, mm-hmm. Bill Lambeer, mm-hmm. and, and the crew, mm-hmm. knocked off your guy mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. Beat. Did you see? You have any names you just named though? How many of those is Hall of Fame? It don't matter. It matters. It don't matter though. It matters. It no, it does not matter. You hear how many names you just named on that team? All of those people's names that I just named. How often do you hear anybody say, "Man, that dude play like Joe Joe Dumas"? But when you put, man, when that's you, a Bill Lambert right when there. When you put eight good players together, mm-hmm. you can beat a team that's got two good players on it. Oh, you can. Yes, you can. Okay. You can consistently beat them. If you if you go like y'all say he is, he should have did. Oh my God, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and then, anyway, and then he he's he's beat you know Larry Bird in the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. He's beat Magic Johnson in the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. So he's beat potentially, arguably, if you want to debate this, however, Larry Bird, the greatest small forward of all time. So no, he's not. No, not me. But some <laughs> people might still think he is. But okay, so he's been the top five small forward of all time, the greatest point guard of all time, and he beat two of the most historic franchises in NBA NBA Finals and Eastern Conference Finals, along with beating the quote unquote greatest player of all time. How do you not rank him above Steph Curry with that achievement? Think about that. Think about it. Yeah, I'll let you but you got to look at Isaiah's team, though. Yeah. But you have to look at Isaiah's okay, team. Okay, so I'll take the Jordan part out of the equation. Isaiah, Isaiah played. Isaiah was really, really good. Yeah. But Isaiah had a really, he had a great team. And though. he beat other great teams like the Boston yes, Celtics. Yes, they all and, had and really Boston. great teams. But it's not like Isaiah okay. was out there just cooking everybody so, by himself. Okay, so what great teams did Steph Curry beat? He he had the best team. He beat LeBron. No, when he's he, the goat. Remember when, when he had no? Because like you said, if you have eight players, if you have eight players, you oh so so the Cavs didn't have nobody on the team. We had who? The Cavs didn't have nobody on the team. We had J.R. Smith. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is another LeBron <laughs> argument that people always say. LeBron never got no teammates. LeBron ain't never got no teammates. LeBron consistently has either the best or the second best roster in the NBA. Since he started making it to the finals, he has always well not since he started making it to the finals. Since he won his first championship. That's not true. That's not true. The the back to back, well not the back to back because Kyrie was still there. The last season with the Cavs, LeBron didn't have the first and second best roster in the NBA. He had Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, and LeBron. That was their big three. Okay. You, you oh man, listen. Okay. That Cavs team was still better than every other roster in the East. No, they just had the best player on their roster. They still had the best roster in the Eastern Conference. They had the best player. That's how it was. It was only two good teams that year. Everybody knew that. Toronto and Toronto. <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> Anyways, back to Steph Curry. So, y'all need to put some respect on this man. Well, wait, wait a minute. Who's the y'all? You right. I, I, I've been here. I've been hearing you, you talking right, about. I, I, I heard you talking about. Yeah, you're yeah, you right. You right. You Steph right. can't lead the team. He Steph can't do this. He Steph can't do that. That's not my voice, though. <laughs> not my voice. Man, listen, every time this man catches the ball, he got two defenders on him at all times. Right. Sometimes they got a triple team on him. Okay. Tell me somebody else that gets that much attention. LeBron don't get that much attention on no. LeBron does not get that much attention. I ain't even said no name. I just the way you looked at me. I ain't even said no name. The way you looked at me. Nobody else gets that much attention. And KD. But the reason I say the reason I say that Steph gets the most attention is because they don't think anybody else on that team can can beat them. You are? Yeah. So they put all their focus on Steph. Mm -hmm. And he still has to try to get buckets. Devin Booker last season. Okay, with Devin Booker last season. Okay, all right. <laughs> so Devin Booker, which happened to be another light skin guy that can shoot, mm-hmm. but but at the same time, I see your point. Um, Steph is cool; he's all right. But I will say that he is having a great season. This will be his comeback season to let people know because, like you said, out of sight, out of mind. Dude was mm-hmm. injured the whole season. The whole season last year, and people are like, oh, maybe he ain't the Steph, and you know. But I think will 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 the Warriors be a top four seed in the West? No. no. Now, would they probably barely make the, the playoff? They might they might get the seven seed, eight They seed, might sneak like and get the seven. Maybe if they go on a you know a tear late in the season, get the six. Yeah. 
but I think it'll be enough to solidify that you know people need to respect and that people know hey, this light skinned dude still out here doing his mm-hmm. thing. Like, because he's not he, he's not a big dude. He's, he's not, not overpowering anybody. He's not. So, nah. But you know what? I like Steph. I like Steph. I do. I just like giving people hell about Steph. Oh, well. that, that, that's all. That's all. But yeah, so Steph <laughs> is on his way to his comeback season. And then, anyways, we're talking about the NBA bubble last season. You had the Miami Heat who shocked every damn body. Well, not you, because you had picked them in the playoffs, so I give you credit for that. Yeah, thank but you. I finally get some credit. They, they shocked 99.8% of the nation <laughs> and made it to the NBA Finals and played against the Los Angeles Lakers. And this season, it doesn't look like they'll be probably returning to the Finals. So was the bubble Miami Heat team a fluke? I don't think they were a fluke. Mm-hmm. I think that they got matchups that were good for them in the in the playoffs, I knew they were going to beat the Bucks. Yeah, I think everybody. I, yeah, yeah, I think everybody. Was. I knew they were going to beat the Bucks. I thought they'd have a a harder time with the Celtics mm-hmm. than what they actually did. Because yes. what, what they beat the Celtics in the six games. Six, was six you know, four two. I think that they should have had them in five. They should have. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I think uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum had like a forty point game. But, mm-hmm. but anyways, go ahead. I think that they got yeah they got matchups that were good for them in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they ran that zone defense and had everybody all just combined. Yeah. yeah, like except know. for LeBron and AD because you know LeBron's the smartest player say, out there. So everybody in East act like they know seen the zone before. Yeah, so they can he can figure it out. What do we but, do, coach? Yeah, I don't. I it wasn't a fluke necessarily because I mean I from when I looked at it and I looked at the stats and everything like that I thought that they could beat the teams they were going to get matched up against, but I don't think it was a fluke. I still think they'll be a top four or five seed or something like that in the East. I mean, they're starting out slow, but I think... Yeah. You know, Tyler Hero just got injured, going. too. Yeah, I think as the season starts going, they'll... they'll yep. get they'll be all right. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about the outlook as well. And we're going to talk about your other guy, man. Your other guy. He just got traded, too, from the Houston Rockets over to uh, the Brooklyn Nets in a trade that shot every single body... Well, not everybody, because everybody was just expecting this to happen. But let's go through some of the people that got traded. Um, Jared Allen from the Brooklyn Nets got traded to the Cavs for Torian Prince. I mean, well, he got traded to the te- to the Cavs um, along with Torian Prince. And then there was also Paris LeVert, who got traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Indiana Pacers, along with a second-round pick as well. And then you have also Victor Oladipo, who went down to the Rockets along with Dante Exum. Uh, who is that? I don't know who that is. Some don't some, matter and don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> but you know, they got four first round picks uh, via Brooklyn and Milwaukee and four first round pick swaps via Brooklyn. Jeez. So again, Brooklyn, just like when they made the KG trade, uh, <laughs> they gave away all their stock, all their draft picks. Um, to keep everybody up to speed, here's the full details of it. Um, Brooklyn got uh, James Harden, of course, and then the Pacers got Karis LeVert, second round. The Cavs got Jared Allen, Torian Prince, and the Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum. And every pick the Nets are going to have for the next 16 years. 16 years. <laughs> and then, like I said, it gave the Houston Rockets Woo! a new big three down south. You got John Wall, you got Victor Oladipo, and then you got, you know, Boogie Cousins, man in the paint in the middle. Mm. So, it's a lot to unpack here with this trade, uh, man. Um, there's no point in talking about Houston. For what? <laughs> yeah, there's no point in talking about that. There's no point in talking about the other three teams in the trade, although I do want to talk about the Cavs a little bit. Okay. But, man, so, what's your thoughts on this James Harden trade with the Nets? Uh... <laughs> As Charles Barkley said, he went from the Splash Brothers <laughs> to the Dribble Brothers. <laughs> I, so, and I mean, I, Kyrie's a good player. I would even say he's great. He, he's great. Good player, great talent. How about that? Okay, that'll, that'll work for me. That okay. sounds better. I just don't like him with KD and James Harden. If it was... If it was Rondo, KD, and James Harden, oh, that's fine. Then, then they they working with something. That's right. But when you got KD, who's a sniper, you got James Harden, who people keep saying is gonna go down as the greatest scorer of all time. Don't do this. And then you got Kyrie, who thinks he's the greatest <laughs> scorer of all time. There's not enough shots to go around. Sacrifice. Somebody's gotta sacrifice. Kyrie's not gonna do it. Mm-mm. 
KD sacrificed some when he was out in Golden State, so I don't know if he can try to bring some of that and talk to Kyrie and say, look, you know, if we can all do do our part and do this, this, and this, then we might have a chance to be like that goat, like I was out in Golden State, you know? Mm -hmm. But just from looking at the box score from the last, since James Harden been there and Kyrie started playing again. Which has been this week. Three games. <laughs> two, two Cavs and in the last night against Miami. So I what, three games? Three games. And so Kyrie's taking about 99 shots man, in three games. Man, listen. Uh, and they lost. Yeah. Two, they lost to the Cavs back to back, and then they just beat Miami. And they and they barely beat Miami. Yeah, yeah. Well, not no. I take that back. They won't. They've only played two games fully healthy because the KD, second game. Katie said after yeah, the second game. Yeah, yeah. So Katie said after the second game. So they won and won actually. Um, man, I, I don't know, bro. I'm I, I'm flabbergasted about this trade. <laughs> Not not to the fact that the trade happened, but mm -hmm. just how is it gonna work? And everybody's like, oh, it'll work because of this. And it's like, man, this is what we've got to stop doing, people. We've got to stop just looking at names and, and, saying, just, and saying, oh, this gonna work because they got Kyrie. And it's like, it's chemistry that goes into it. Mm -hmm. um, coaching for damn sure goes into it. And I'm gonna get to that a little bit later on. Yeah, we definitely gotta say something about that. And then also <clears throat> fit. Mm -hmm. Do their games fit? KD worked so great in Golden State because his game just worked perfect with Kate, with uh, Clay and James. I'm not James so Clay much stuff. movement off the ball and just everybody's know. touching the ball has energy. Like as I'm pretty sure you'll know, coaches always say the ball finds you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ball yeah. will find you. Not when not when you got somebody dribbling the cup off the ball though. They ain't gonna find you, but, bro. The ball's not gonna find you when I got a guy dribbling for twenty seconds and then he passes it in the ball finds you. That, that's that's not how that works. So hold on real quick. So you when you when you were talking about dribbling, it made me think. I remember one of our very first Beyond the Game shows. We were talking about the Cavs with um, with Kyrie and LeBron and all that. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking about a stat where Kyrie. Mm. Had dribbled the ball more than the entire yep. Warriors starting yep. back. Yep. <laughs> and it just it, it just it it's doesn't bad. work. Um, like you said, to me, I I, I take KD out the equation mm -hmm. because KD gonna do what KD do. Right. Like he can take fifteen shots and get you thirty five. So yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about KD. It's the other two that I'm worried about. And and when I say worried about, this is this is how I view it. Okay. Kyrie's a natural born scorer. Mm -hmm. He he's like in the Kobe mode, mm -hmm. where they might not always shoot the best, but they just gonna keep shooting. Mm -hmm. James Harden is is a scorer as well, but I think he's a little bit more efficient of a scorer than Kyrie is. Yes. But he's also ten times the point guard Kyrie is. Mm -hmm. So by default, he's gonna be the point guard. So you can't be the, the scorer and the point guard. So he's gonna have to sacrifice the most to me. But this is my problem: is that okay? You say. James Harden, you the PG. We need you to facilitate, get the offense going. Kyrie's a scorer. KD, you do what you do. So what do you do on those nights when Kyrie doesn't have it going? And then you turn to James Harden and you say, okay, James, we need you to get it going. He doesn't have a scoring rhythm now, so you're expecting them to just turn it on and start scoring. So what about those oh, nights? Boy. Yeah, that's why I say it's, it's a lot to it. And people just realize that, oh, man, they'll, they'll, they'll make it work. Like It's, it's going to be nights where what if James Harden sees Kyrie is struggling, but sees Kyrie is not going to take a back seat. He's just going to keep jacking he's that never, He's up. never going to take a back seat. That's what I'm saying. Like The maturity of Kyrie needs to go into effect to where if he knows he doesn't have it going, hey, look, y'all, I ain't got it going. Y'all do this thing tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just try to play D and get everybody else going. Do I see Kyrie being that type of player? No. no. Can KD do that? Yeah. Can James Harden do that? Yeah. Can Kyrie? Kyrie's like, nah, bro. Shooters going to shoot. Yeah. I'm going to keep shooting that thing. So that that's my only. Will the Nets be okay? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be. They're gonna be. They'll be okay. They yeah, be I, I don't want everybody to you know jump out the burning building, but I think the Nets will be okay. They suck defensively. Yes, they do. Outside of DeAndre Jordan, they have no other big men. They had Jeff Green playing the damn five yeah. against the Cavs. That's not gonna cut it. Mm -hmm. That's not, and that's where, especially when they got Andre Drummond and, and Jared Allen and. You got Drummond, and that's where I wanted to hit on the Cavs. The Cavs have Kevin Love, Jared Allen, Andre Drummond. You got a plethora of big men at the Cavs, but the Brooklyn Nets have no more trade assets to try to make a trade happen to get one of those big men. Oh, and they also have JaVale McGee on the Cavs. Yeah, as well. McGee, yeah. So the Cavs get every big man in the NBA, but Nets need one, 
and they should have made a trade for one of those big men, but they got none in return. So now DeAndre Jordan, who's 34, he ain't the, the LA Clippers DeAndre nah, Jordan he's, no more. No, nah, not, he's not that guy. So, like, it's, it's going to be a long season for the Nets, but will they be okay? Yeah, they'll be fine. But Lord, oh, Lord, oh, my. You're expecting KD to be the leader. That's the problem. Because I seen this in the, in the Cavs game, the first one. Last couple, last two minutes of the ball game, it was nip and tuck. This is when a Doc Rivers, Ty Lue, this is when these coaches make their money. Mm -hmm. They look over Steve Nash. Steve Nash like, Steve Nash like, hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> what you want me to do, bro? And then next to Steve Nash is Mike D'Antoni. He's like, well, shit, what you want? Shoot me? the ball. And then next to him is Amari Stoudemire. So it's like, yeah, shoot it. Yeah, bro. So the, the coaching staff, man, they, mm. it's it's a uh, it's it's gonna be rough for them, but I think they'll be okay. But yeah. Kyrie said they got coaches on the court, plenty of coaches though. Remember, good luck with that. Yeah, that, that's good. gonna work out. That's gonna that's gonna work out real good when you're playing a team like Clippers, 76ers, Lakers, one of these upper echelon teams, and it's down by two with 45 seconds left, and Kyrie tells KD and James Harden, "Let's run the play for me." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> since since we got coaches on the court, let's run this play right here. This okay. All right, bro. All right. To me, I know everybody thinks Kyrie is clutch because he hit that one shot in the finals. But I'm gonna put my money on KD or James Harden and take that shot before I do Kyrie. Yeah, I'd rather see one of them take it than him. Than Kyrie. But but anyways, man. But it, like I like we said, the Nets will be fine. They'll still be a top seed, if not the top two seed in the East. But they still got a lot of work to do. They still have three roster spots available. That's the good news. Mm. They can get somebody. When the buyout season comes, because you know, close to the playoffs, a lot of yeah. teams is going to start letting players go, buy them out. That's when I think they'll get their roster depth. But. Well, you know, another thing, when, when Colin Sexton comes in your locker room Lord, and, and, and taps Kyrie and says, yo, you put lace them up, it's going to be a long night. And then he comes out and drops 40 on you? 42. 42? 42 is career high. Colin Sexton, ladies and gentlemen. 42. 42. Bobby Shouty. Bobby Shouty. And, and you... Yeah, you let Colin Sack. Not only not only that, man, the Cavs are not seen as were the worst offensively ranked team in the NBA. The they worst. Came, and they back to back games they put the worst. And, you know. The worst. Oh, and man. I, also, man, man, I could go on Brooklyn all day, bro. Because you got the minutes thing and it's like you don't have no bench depth for real. So how many minutes are you gonna play KD, Harden, and Kyrie? Kyrie's been known to be injury prone. KD's never really had no significant injury outside of last season, James Harden as well. But you keep playing these guys significant amount of minutes throughout the season, it's gonna take its toll on them. So it's, it's man, they gotta, they gotta get that fixed quick, man. And they gave Joe Harris uh, four years, $72 million yeah, uh, for him to stand out there. And, yeah, and I'm open, but the I'm thing open. is, he he went from getting twelve to fifteen shots last season to potentially six to eight, and as you know, as a shooter, it's hard yeah, it to is. get that rhythm. Like you you touch the ball one possession, you know, you might not touch it again, and shit hell to the second quarter. And he's one of those he's one of those continuous motion three yeah. shooters, and yeah. now he's out there just standing just around, standing around, watching, watching. And it's, it's going to be hard. And see, that's the thing. Joe Harris is probably going to get a lot of flack, too, because they're going to kick it to him a lot of the times in the corner. And he's going to miss a shot. And it's like, oh, my God. And it's like, bro, he's cold. Like, he ain't took a shot in five minutes. We, we paid you $72 million to miss, what, a, to miss three. What, what do you expect? But but anyways, man. Um, anyways, let's continue on to the season outlook as I pull up these NBA standards as of today. Um, this is the Western Conference standings right here. As you can see, it's a tie on top between the Lakers and the Clippers. Watch your mouth, Keezy. They both sitting at 12 and 4. Then you got Utah being at Utah doing what they do at 11 and 4. Phoenix right behind them at 8 and 6. Then you got Portland at 8 and 6. And then you got uh, the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 and 6. The Dallas, I mean, yeah, the Dallas Mavericks at 7 with 8 and 7. And then, damn, you got the Denver Nuggets sitting in the 8 spot at 8 and 7. And then, uh, Warriors, Warriors right, right behind them at eight and seven, and I'm gonna cap it off right there because Spurs, Rockets, Kings. Yeah, I don't think anybody else. But look at the Pelicans at five and nine, man. Based on based on last season, everybody had high hopes going for them going into the season. But I mean, here yeah. they sit at what the thirteenth seed at this point at five and nine. But um, which I don't expect them to improve too much. So. That's what you say. The Kings are who they are. That's why I said. And then the Rockets, the new big three. So, you know, yeah, that's the Spurs it. are just the Spurs, Spurs. A team full of 
guys just put together. A team full of guys. That's exactly what they are, a team full of guys. So, Keys, what's your outlook for the Western Conference? I mean, the Lakers and the Clippers, you know, probably. Yeah, shows. Yeah, above everybody else. The Jazz are really playing well, though. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. The Jazz are really playing well. I watched them a couple times. They look they look pretty good out there. The, but. the Jazz always, like, baffles me. Mm-hmm. Because it's always like they're always just good enough. Just good enough, yeah. They're always, they don't scare you. Yeah, they don't scare you, but they're just good enough. You know what I'm saying? And then of course CP3 has the Clipper. I mean the Clippers, the Phoenix Suns at the fourth spot with eight and six. Um, I think right now what you're looking at the top nine is probably how that's probably how yeah, that's yeah. probably got how it's gonna shake out. But who's coming out though? Well, Portland, Portland, CJ McCollum injured, so they go. Yeah, he's at a month. I think they'll the go Clippers. on some some games. They'll they'll lose. Okay. They'll lose some. So okay. So Memphis, they drop. Memphis will be in there. Dallas will definitely be in there. Denver will be there. They're too good not to be. In. But that just surprises me. They're eight in the eighth spot as of right now. Eight, eight, seven. And I know it's very, very early in the season. I get that. Yeah. But you also want to come out the gates strong, so you can start quote-unquote low management some of your players throughout the season, which is what the Lakers are clipping to try to do. Yeah. Well, the Lakers, because Ty Lue said, no, nah, we ain't doing that low management shit this nah, year. we ain't doing, we, we ain't doing that you shit this year. Back-to-back. If you're healthy, you going to play Kawhi. You don't have to play all of them. You're going to play you some of these You're going to play back-to-back. some of these. But yeah, I'm Which, right And Kawhi was like, I'm cool with that. He, you better be. Yeah. You better be. You don't have to be there. Because we did it your way last year. We, we seen how that, how that ended up. So, yeah, we both say the same thing. Lakers and Clippers at the top. But over the East, it gets a little bit trickier. You have the 76ers at the top at 11-5, followed by the Pacers at 9-6, which is very shocking. And then you have the Milwaukee Bucks right there with them at 9-6. Uh, the fourth seed, you have the Boston Celtics at 8-6. The Cleveland Cavaliers in the five spot at 8-7. Atlanta Hawks at 8-7. <laughs> Yo, Brooklyn Nets at 9-8. And, and the damn New York Knicks. At the eight top, spot, top defensive, top team, defensive in the league. team in the league at eight, at eight, nine, and eight spot, and then the nine seed you have the uh, Chicago Bulls. Somebody seven, please come and get Zach Levine out of Chicago. Boy, please hurry up! And then uh, also uh, to be noted is that the Miami Heat are at the eleven spot uh, in the East. But I, I agree right there with you, man. Somebody <laughs> needs to, to make a trade package and get Zach because he is wasting a lot of good years mm-hmm. in Chicago, man. Yeah, yeah. And you put him in a different market, and he's a killer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but in Chicago, I mean, even though my guy Kobe White is there, shout out to Kobe White. But other than that, I mean, Kobe White—that—that's my point. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> they got a whole bunch of ACC guys on that team. Uh, that garbage. Yeah, you got Lloyd Martin. No, he's from—he's from Arizona. He's from Arizona. Yeah, same, same, same shit. Same shit. Yeah, yeah. but they got—they got a couple of Dukies on there. Who else they got? They got a big man from Duke on the Bulls. Uh, Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter. Yeah, Wendell Carter. He's a bust. Yeah. Uh, I had high hopes for him too, man. Pretty much everybody come from Duke is just out here, you know. Stealing money. Yep, basically. Everybody's getting money. paid. Stealing money. But, man, what's your, what's your outlook on this Eastern Conference? I mean, right? I think Philly will stay toward the top. I mean, I don't know if they'll end up being the number one seed, which they jumped out to a good lead on I everybody else. So I they may end up being the number one seed out of the East. The Bucks will be there. Boston will be there. Brooklyn will be there. I think the the Hawks are going to stay in that five to five or six range right. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised at the Cavs though, even though it's eight and seven. Yeah, it's eight and seven. But so you know they five hundred like they always are. Yeah. They always are. So it just it'll just be those teams that actually get it going and move themselves up above that five hundred level. Because five hundred in the East, that'll get you a four seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll get you a four seed. Um, I I believe Doc is going to keep that number one seed in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel Embiid's playing real well. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and Ben Simmons has attempted two threes. He hit one, but he's attempted two threes. So we are you on, see the other one he shot? We're not talking about that. We are, <laughs> we are on the right track with Ben Simmons. We at least gotten him shooting threes. We are on the right track. Yeah, baby. That's because everybody in the gym and on both teams yell, shoot it. And he, and he just let it go. And the shot clock was running down. And, yeah, so he had to shoot it. Yeah, he had to shoot it. But, um, man, look, looking at these, these standings right now, um, I don't expect the Pacers to, to, to stay in the second seed. Yeah. I see Milwaukee shootings up there. Boston going to the three. Um, the two and three to be, you know, between Miami and Boston. Um, I see Brooklyn shooting all the way up to four. Now, will, will they be able to <clears throat> do two or three? Uh, I don't see them overtaking Milwaukee or Boston at this point. But... I see them getting a four seed, three seed at the best. 
Yeah, I, I think I think Milwaukee will probably be that two seed, and, and Brooklyn will probably be the three seed. Yeah, that's what I said. When it all comes down to it, yeah. they'll probably be the three seed. And only because I feel like, yeah, they're all one nine games, so a game here, game where you can shoot up in the standings. But I just think Brooklyn has a lot to figure out on the court first yeah, versus yeah, yeah. Milwaukee and Boston already have their rotation. They got their coaching. They got the play. Everybody. So everything's already said. It's just a matter of everybody clicking at the same time. So, yeah, I think. But, well, Brooklyn Nets, man. Orlando is going to be Orlando. Free Aaron Gordon. I think the Knicks Free Zach Levine. Up being the Knicks. Oh, yeah. No, nah, hell no. And then, man, let's see. And then, like I said, rounding it out, you have the um, Toronto Raptors are in the 12th seed. And then your guys' team, um, the, the Charlotte Hornets, are the 13th seed. So, I mean, it's yeah, the, the, the East is, is the East. And that's why my guy came away. So, outlook for the season, who would you say, and this is probably going to change, who's coming out the West? Uh, the Lakers. So we got the Lakers. I found me true. You ain't got to ask me. Even if the Lakers right now were the number 13 seed in the West, you say Lakers in folks. Is there anything else? Is there, I mean, is there anything else? It's going to end up being the Lakers. Okay, this, there we and go. The Brooklyn Nets in the NBA Finals, I think. Who would know? It's a good question. Because I, I think everybody, I think everybody has them on a collision course towards yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just I think make, everybody stays healthy and everything like that. I think just the talent, the talent alone is probably enough for them to overcome the East. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they, I don't think they can beat the Lakers. But we'll see though. I have that as well. But I would not be surprised, and I'm probably gonna hate myself for saying this, if it was Lakers versus 76ers. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because in the playoffs, of course, it's about matchups, but also about coaching. Who is the better coach between Doc and Steve Nash? Oh, clearly it's Doc Rivers. So, but, that, oh, but hold up though. What, 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 I remember last year. Well, he gets he got out. Coach Doc but, Rivers. Oh, he, yeah, 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 he was in Orlando. He blew a he blew a lead, and he was here. You learn from lead. your mistakes. And he was here. You learn from your mistakes. Blew a lead, and he blew a lead. You had Doc Rivers as the worst coach of all time, even though he won a title. <laughs> but now he's back. Hey, who's the better coach? Doc Rivers. He blew, you know, he's down for He's up four one. You know what I'm saying? He's up three one. He lost. He's up three one. And he lost. He was up three one. And he lost. Who's his but, voice now, but now he's now he's oh, who's the better coach? Yeah. Who's the better coach between those two? It ain't like I said Doc Rivers and Phil Jackson. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, you know, it's, it's Doc Rivers and, and Steve Nash. Who would you, who would you trust more to game plan against? Now, if Steve Nash was coaching Tate's Creek, I'd be like, man, <laughs> Steve Nash is nice. He's, yeah, he's got them boys on the road. Yeah, but you know, when you go from coaching your kids soccer league to come coaching the Brooklyn Nets, it's a big jump. Not even that. When you come to coaching James Harden, Steve Nash, I mean Steve Nash, uh, Kyrie Irving, and, and KD. KD is not going to be the problem. Actually, KD, 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 you have to be the leader. And this is why I say he has to be the leader mm-hmm. because he is the link between the two. Yes. He's real close with, with Kyrie. That's mm-hmm. his partner. He's real close to James Harden. But I don't think Harden and Kyrie have a relationship no. like that. It's just strictly basketball. So KD has to figure out how can I, how can I get that relationship to work out and they trust each other on the court like I trust them on the court. So... Okay, KD, you got a you got a hell of a task on your hand, my guy. Good luck to you. Yeah, I would say you probably make your hair fall out, but it's already That's gone already anyway. So, you know. KD MVP. Um, he's gonna win comeback player of the year. But that's a given. Yeah, he's gonna win that. He might win the MVP if they win the East. He probably win the MVP. Hmm. You know what? I, I think coming into the season, I was skeptical. I was like, I don't think he's gonna be. I didn't think he was going to hit the ground running like he did. Mm-hmm. I thought and he was going to take till January to, to when get COVID it. when COVID hit and they had to take that time off and yeah. he got that extra time, time to recover. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. Ready. so so I will say I wouldn't I would not be surprised unless somebody unless unless a player like Steph Curry starts averaging thirty five six and seven and leads the Warriors to the to the two seed or the three seed or something like that in the West. But yeah, barring anything crazy like that, I think KD has the MVP wrapped up. 
Um, Man, it's early to say it. It's, it's early to say it, but right now he's killing right now, even though yeah. the Nets are in the seventh seed. But uh, so, so much for killing. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to the GOAT. Michael Jordan cannot come back and win an MVP, bro. He's not playing anymore. How can be, Michael Jordan win the MVP if he's not even playing anymore? I would not be surprised if they get, didn't give it to LeBron, Raymond, Oh, you talking about LeBron. Okay. Yeah, okay. The real GOAT. I don't know why you keep the GOAT. I don't know why you keep using that GOAT phrase whenever you say LeBron's name. It doesn't have anything to do with bah, it. That's cheap. But anyways, anyways, we get ready to get on a fat here. But before we do get out of here, I just wanted to let you know that the Tampa Bay Bucks are winning 14-7 at this point. 14-7. 14-7. He's a Green Bay Packers fan, and I'm a Tampa Bay fan. No, I'm no longer a Green Bay Packers fan. I have uh, changed my allegiance to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot all about that shit. Yeah. yeah, because I'm just mad about how the, how the Packers be running things. I just don't like it, man. You just don't like it? Yeah, I just don't like it. You feel like it? I love it. I know you do. Like Tampa Bay will not win the Super Bowl, though. I know that's what he wants. But you know I'm on a roll. My Lakers won the championship. Uh-huh. We got Tom Brady to go along with you know the rest of the weapons that everybody already knows about. You know mm-hmm. Gronk and Cameron Brown, OJ Howard, uh-huh. Mike yeah. Evans, yeah. Blah, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every running back in the league. Yeah. And Leonard yeah. Fournette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so we're good. So I wouldn't be surprised if I go two for two. Mm-hmm. And then you know what's next. What? Oh, then you know what's next. Then you know what's next. Every yes, every Duke, UK, North Carolina fan, this ain't our year, bro. Just we need to just step out of the way. <laughs> Let somebody else have their time, and we'll we'll see y'all we'll next see year. We'll see you next year. We'll see y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This ain't it. Shout out to the mid majors. You know, yeah. Hey, if there was ever time for y'all to do y'all thing, this Mark, is it. Mark Few, you might finally get you one out there, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Come watch Madness if they haven't watched Madness. I don't know what they're gonna do. But anyways, we appreciate everybody who tuned into this show. If you could, please share it amongst your friends, family members, or whatever the case may be. It, it ain't hard. You it know what I'm saying? It, it takes five seconds to hit. Sure. That's yeah. it. Five seconds to hit. Sure. As my dude Hot Dog would say, y'all can share all them dumbass memes and everything. Mm-hmm. You can share this show. Mm-hmm. But Keys, you got something to say before we get out of here? Ain't been sharing Bernie Sanders a whole hell of a lot. I mean, Bernie Sanders has been everywhere. As a matter of fact, Dang. I might put him in the show too. If we put him... Oh, I just want to get some shares. Yeah, yeah, we can get some shares. Yeah, we can yeah, do that. But you want to say something to the people when we get out of here? Oh, I may not be right. But Dream. I'm never wrong. Never ever. Y'all remember that. You got anything you want to say? We're going to get on the batter here. Yeah, we are. We want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mother. Come we got it here.